Hey babes, just because I love to always give you some great tips, I've picked up this amazing podcast that I've been listening to. It's called The Queen's Table Talk. It's a pro-black woman's podcast with a wide variety of topics. This month, they're actually sharing black-owned businesses and doing that for the entire month of February. So if you're a black woman who's looking for a very dope podcast that's gonna be talking about any and everything about us as black women, then head on over to TQ podcast on instagram click the link in their bio and begin to listen to the queen's table all right babes let's start the show This is CEO Chats, a candid and open combo about business as a female entrepreneur. Because not all CEOs wear suit ties and cufflinks. Hey babes, it's Natalie and I'm back with another episode. And today who we have in the pink seat is Jasmine Kiana. She is the founder of Jasmine Kiana, which is a pretty much an amazing shoe that is designed and he high heels that are designed for performance and style so who it is for is for ladies who have been forced to sacrifice comfort for fabulosity this is exactly for you and of course the millennial women that are listening on my podcast they have designed a versatile stylish and comfortable shoe that young professionals can rely on so those business babes who are listening this is the perfect episode for you if you are always running chasing deals in your heels these are the heels that you need so please 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 welcome jasmine kiana davis Hi, thank you so much for having me on this platform. I really appreciate it. No problem. So can you really, I mean, although everybody, hopefully you guys have definitely seen her on so many different platforms talking about and pitching her business to other people and investors, but can you like tell us or walk us through exactly why and how this idea came about and how you get this point now with your business? Um, yeah, so um, this idea started probably a few, about three years ago. Um, I lost both my parents when I was 18 mm-hmm. years old. And I was always known for being the, the one who will wear heels all day. Hair was always done, nails always done. To the girl that really was depressed mm-hmm. and just did not care how she looked anymore. Um, and so I realized this when I was in college, like, okay, let me try to get that girl back and to start dressing up again. And that's when I quickly realized I cannot wear high heels the same. Um, so I got into this job, um, which allowed me to do contract work with a Fortune 50 company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of did some research and development there. And I really truly got inspired by um, an employee there where she literally got up and was like 25 at the time, I was 23. I was like, I'm starting my own business, so I'm going to be quitting like two months. I'm like, right. what? <laughs> uh, I just never thought that was like a possible thing for me to even do. Um, and I was able to kind of like see what she was able to do and just do a little bit of helping here and there for her business. And she really gave me that confidence that I needed to go ahead and get the ground working and get it started. Um, so really quickly what we did, um, I went to a shoemaking course in New York. 
understood like how to make a shoe, the construction of it, just mm-hmm. very quick flash, a flash course. And um, I took about, I called about 20 Insta companies, took samples from them, um, got feedback from everybody that I knew. And actually started making insoles at home. I found the shoe designer in New Orleans and we made our first prototype. Um, and yeah, we went up from there. Cool. So, I mean, <laughs> that is an amazing, and I love that someone kind of inspired you and helped you. I love always having like that big sister or second mom. That's beautiful that she was able to help you with that. So when you thought about like the design and, and everything like that, like what was kind of going on in your head? Cause I love, I love how each shoe, the ones that are your prototypes are really like, like you, like it is versatile. Like I can wear these all season. I can wear these to, I can, I have a few outfits that will match this. So what, what kind of went through, you know, your head when you, when you thought about you like, you know what, what, what type of woman do I want to like target? Like, what were you thinking when you came up with those, with your prototypes? Yes, yeah, so I know um, most designers think that puts the design um, inspired off of you, but I actually did. And one of the things about it, like, I'm 25. I was literally still <laughs> becoming out of that broke college um, student phase. And so I was known for having multiple uses out of one thing. Um, and that's what I wanted to do with this with these color line and these shoes, um, I didn't want something that was just like, oh, I can only wear it here. I can only wear it there. Uh, I wanted something, if you're already out, you could still continue your day or your evening with this one pair of shoes. Um, and again, you can get many looks out of it. So I kind of picture it myself, and then what does that woman that I want her to be completely to look like, and what does her day need to be like? And so that's how we came up with these versatile styles to have multiple mm-hmm. wear. Exactly. I love that because at the end of the day, I mean, as the target, you know, as your target audience um, is, is millennial women. And we can say how we want to all day, every day. We hate the granny kitten heels, but low key, those be the ones that be the most comfortable. <laughs> like those yes. are the best ones. So having a stylish and comfortable shoe is so, so, so important. So we're, what we're really like was you designing this like your actual pain point like I'm so sick and tired of my feet hurting like this is what I need to do I'm tired of having my feet hurt and I also am tired of hiring the Dr. Scholl's designs like you know was that something that kind of came up in your head when you came up with it well I was tired of my feet hurting but then one thing that stuck out when I took the shoemaking class um and not to get too sciencey but when you design a shoe you design a shoe on the last mm. and so pretty much it's like a it was like kind of like a solid foot, and it kind of helps you construct designer to construct the shape and the support of the shoe itself, and assemble the shoe from there. Um, and then I realized, hmm, the reason why a lot of my shoe inserts don't really work effectively is because the designer doesn't include that space to be taken up. Uh-huh. So in reality, you're creating a tighter fit versus you solving the problem of adding comfort. And so that's when I knew I wanted something built in. Got it. And it was that because I did a little bit of research and study. Was that when you looked at the Manolos and was like, nah, like this is not (laughs) or this is like figuring out like this is exactly where you failed at. And this is where I'm about to teach you. Was that like you kind of figuring out like this is just like you said, it's not designed to to complement in 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 comfort 
it's designed to make it look good is that you know that I, th- I feel like that's probably where like the like what you said like what you found yes and you know honestly one of the things i say that probably helped me the most i listened to my target market yes from day one yes my target market was people who either i knew some or that i probably didn't know as well um but i knew that there would be an audience um and i literally had their feedback all like every step of the way at first, I was just going to use one material. There's shoes out of there that literally use one or the other of both the materials, or even both to some degree. Um, but I listened to feedback. I didn't get personal with it. Mm-hmm. And I found a way to figure out how I can solve both. And I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes we take that feedback and we either shut down mm-hmm. or we think that we can't do it. And there's always a way to still do it. Thanks. I love that you said that because I talk about that all the time, y'all. Those who listen to my podcast faithfully, you know I talk about this all the time. We can listen to our customers and to our target audience to a T, but you know you don't always have to deliver exactly what they say, but listen to it and think about your vision and where you're trying to go because some people might be like, you know what, put a pink bow on it and it might look hideous. And then their way of saying is that, you know what, I want something a little bit more versatile or maybe something a little bit more girly, you know, and how how and what will that mean for your brand besides from trying and doing every single last thing? But like you said, thoroughly listen to what they're talking about and, and really figure out, okay, I think what they're requesting of me and asking of me is add some color in there. You know, so I love that you love that you said that. And I think that's one of the keys of growing your business. You have a product, you have a resolution, you have a resolution to a problem that's going on in that industry. And then at the same time, taking a liking of, of course, where the money is, or they like it to look like this, they like it to be delivered in this manner. So I love that you picked up, you know, picked up on that. So another question I got is like, how did you, once you created like the prototypes and stuff like that, how did you start trying to get investors? How did you start like marketing yourself and and getting your face out there? Um, I'm actually actively getting investors. Most of this, uh, was self-funded. Um, what I did was I lived with my college roommate's mom. Mm-hmm. And I put about one of my two paychecks into, or three-fourths really of my income um, for a little over a year. So about 45000 is what I was able to do. Um, outside of that, honestly, we're still, like I said, wrapping it up. But a lot of my, uh, the way that I said we had the most Instagram posts or jumps, um, we had a young lady who I did her program, and her program is the Black Upstart. Okay. Um, she was oh, the one right, that actually right, right. created the post that took us viral, and that's how we had our jump. But what I will say is all about who you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that relationship was established over a year ago. Um, and what I did in the beginning is, before I even had a prototype, I literally, um, and even right after I got some prototypes in, I literally did a lot of incubators. I networked like crazy. I used Meetup like crazy. If I saw an event on Eventbrite that was concerned with business, I was there. I went to the SBA locally and went to events. Mm-hmm. I made my presence known within the DMV area. Um, so when times like this was needed, when I needed people to back me, that's how I had that loyalty because people have saw how much work and how much progress. One of the things I will say is every investor that is interested in me and from a local standpoint to um, every person that has helped me, that has known me since the beginning, they all say every time they would see me, another milestone was hit. Mm-hmm. I was on it from day one. 
And that speaks volume because they, they don't have a problem putting their reputation or their name on the line for vouching for me. Yes, good. I love that you said that. It's the power of networking, y'all. Like she was saying, it's about who you know, what you know. And then on top of that, being unapologetic, like go to the go to these events, shake hands with the people that was speaking, like stay to the end to see if someone be willing to talk to you. It's all about getting your foot through the door and like not being afraid of that. Because I know a lot of people ask me like, oh, how did you get this? How did you get these, you know, partnerships and, and stuff like that? And and these contracts. And I'm like, I talk to people, <laughs> you know, like I am the queen for hopping in a DM. I am the queen for sending an email, like just asking, will you be willing to talk to me or, um, you know, asking about someone about their marketing and how how well is it doing for them? Um, those conversations to have just to pitch your ideal, your business to them is so important because as I said, or I always say is nobody knows what you do until you tell them. They have no idea, you know, especially you first started off, they're not going to know. So if you're not talking about it, it doesn't matter if you're posting or whatever, like if you're not talking about it in public or you're not meeting in different, talking to different people, they're not going to know, you know, so how do I know that you make this amazing dope shoe if you don't even tell me about it or I never see you or everything that you talk about isn't about your brand. Like we're not going to know. So I'm glad that you are really, really taking those great steps to being like, hey, this is something that needs to be in the forefront. This is something that needs to be talked about, you know, because we all are working whether we're entrepreneur or we're a nine to five worker, we all are working. And so as far as for women, and so to have a beautiful shoe that was strategically designed for us in mind definitely needs to be at the forefront. So what about, Yeah. so how about um, as far as like you moving forward with um, Jasmine, Kiana, what are some things that you're trying to focus and work with on like now, like moving forward? Yes, that's our instant jump. Um, I think we went from like 343 followers to like 21,048 hours. Oh, that's crazy. Um, so we have to completely re-engineer, rebrand, re-everything to handle that jump. Um, so solidifying the partnerships right now is our deal. Mm -hmm. um, getting a podiatrist or two on board is our next um, journey, which we're lucky to have achieved pretty much en route to achieve both of those. Mm -hmm. um, another thing is everybody wanted a black pump, so we're working on giving it to you. Oh, so yeah. we're working okay. on that right now. Um, we just ended up crowdfunding, so any order that was submitted, we're pushing forward, and we're trying to get that ball rolling as of today, actually. Um, so little things like that that we're implementing, um, we're trying to get, a, get ahead of the game and make sure we stay on top of everything. Um, and see what else we have in store. Hopefully there's some other things that are coming up this year that we can be a part of. Exactly. So as far as for like setting up your, your like sales margin and stuff like that for your business, because I know a lot of my business babe army, some of them are actually boutique owners. So with how you designed these shoes and, and the price for at least the creation, how did you come up with like your prices so that way you can make profit as well? Yeah, so I actually took a really big risk. Um, when I designed this line, I knew that I wanted something um, that could be and more more affordable, um, nothing outrageous in price. So I knew I did. I pretty much um, came up with pricing based upon if we sold a certain amount of units. 
So if mm-hmm. we didn't, I placed them the exact cost of the unit of the shoe and the box to put them in. So at Got first, it. I'm not going to make a big, um, I'm not going to make a large chunk of money off of my initial investment. That's okay. Um, I mean, things, I want people to turn on to see what, if they achieve what I want, first and foremost. Um, but once we grow and expand as a brand, we will be able to have at least a 30 to 45% profit margin uh, per unit sold. And that's how we were able to navigate those prices. Um, and then we pretty much did that off of our unit cost. So we did it pretty much if we couldn't get it. And one person, if we sold one shoe, that one shoe could be sold or be, um, can be prepared and mm-hmm. made and shipped. Um, versus what our true profit margin would be if we sold over 100 to 2,500 pair. Got you. Okay, good. I like how you kind of, like you said, it's not like not you're not always going to make that money back immediately. And I think that sometimes the thought that we as entrepreneurs think that, oh, I have this product is going to buy, it's going to sell, like they're going to get it. I'm going to make like $20 million. Like, (laughs) you know, it doesn't work like that. Like you guys have to figure out your sales strategy and you also have to restock like inventory ain't cheap. So yeah. <laughs> it's not, and especially if you're like designing something that's not cheap at all. Like the products aren't cheap. Like some of the stuff that you guys are getting are cool. They're from vendors. The vendor didn't already made the dress, you know, but yeah. something so different as this, like you really have to say, okay, how much literally does one shoe cost me to make? And then what, like you said, what do I need to sell it at? So that way I can make a profit or I can, you know, break even and get money to start making sure that I continue to have restock or, you know, to make another, another design. So I always find it very interesting how other entrepreneurs kind of, you know, formulate and figure out their money when it's not just something as simple as going to that vendor and getting their getting their stuff or, you know, designing it online. Like I always feel like those are the real entrepreneurs. <laughs> like those are the ones. So I definitely want to um get you into the lightning round. So I know you are such a busy person. So thank you so much for even coming on the show. But I want to make sure we definitely do the three questions for the lightning round. So are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Awesome. So the first question is, what are some tools um, that you use for your business to help it grow or just to run your business? Yes, some tools is network, um, utilizing local business um, entrepreneur support groups, organizations, and again, network. (laughs) Yes. Okay, good. The other question is, what are some do's and don'ts as being like a designer or someone who is trying to create a, a shoe as scientific and, and just completely like revolutionary is what you're doing? Oh, thank you. Um, some do's and don'ts. Listen to subject matter experts. Um, I had a crazy like insole design at first. Like I was going to do all these different things to the shoe. And this woman looked at me who was a shoemaker and was like, Jasmine, you can't do that. <laughs> You're not a doctor. You have to understand that. Found a way to not compromise the foot structure. Da, 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 da. And help me understand, like, okay, let me reel back my research and understand what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And from then on, like, it's just been completely different. Um, so, <laughs> again, listen to your experts um, if you're not a subject matter expert. And um, I don't. Um, honestly, don't get complacent no matter what you do. Just kind of stay on top of it. Um 
and yeah, just don't get complacent. Yes, yes. Okay. And then the very last question, if there is a business babe listening right now, a female entrepreneur listening right now, and she is like, you know what, I want to be just like Jasmine, I want to do something as revolutionary as this, what would your advice be to her? Uh, my advice would be honestly to just get started. Any little step is a milestone. Mm-hmm. Um, I said when I first had to start, I had to have all of this money. And there's some parts I did. Um, right. It took a major sacrifice. But normally the, sh- the starter shoe line, it takes way more. And with the right um, like manufacturer, my manufacturer worked with me. He knew I did not have all of this money up front. Um, oh, and he cool. never held that against me. Um, to the point where I can make one pair of shoes. Most manufacturers want you to make 50 to 100 pair minimum. Um, and so because of that, there's always a will if there's a way. I was probably spending 20 to 30 hours, even in the beginning of just a week, just calling different manufacturers and mm-hmm. finding them and Googling them. Um, and so honestly, like, there's stuff you can do to get started and don't get discouraged along the way. There's always a way to get it going. Yes, I love that. Just get started. Like, I, I, it's a lot of people that feel as if they just don't know what to do, what to do, what to do. And it's like, do your research and then just start from somewhere. Figure out how you're going to do it. You know, sometimes it's just like you said, it's just getting started. You know, a lot of people feel that they're a failure or they never reach their goals. And it's just because it just stayed in your head, you know, actually write yeah. it out, speak it to somebody, talk to someone who's in the industry, go into those stores and be like, hey, I have this shoe. OK, <laughs> you need this yeah. shoe in your shop. All right. You know, and see how those, you know, those sales go and things like that. So I love that you you are really humble about your movement with your business, because I feel like that is definitely going to take you a long way in realizing that, you know, I have to start at some place. You know, I have a great following, but I still want to like you were talking about. We have to rebrand now that we have this new following. We have to make sure that we're still cohesive and doing everything that we're, you know, we're supposed to be doing. So I love that portion about you because that will definitely lead to extremely more success in what you're doing thank you thank you very much yes so if they wanted to connect with you and also um purchase or support and invest in some of the things that you're doing how will they be able to do that yes so right now um you can definitely reach out um to us our best point of contact right now apparently clearly is social media on my Instagram, it's the number one thing that is booming at Jasmine Kiana. Uh, but even our email, which is inquiry at jasminekiana.com. Since we just ended that crowdfunding site on iPhone Women, um, that's kind of where we still are getting emails about pre-orders, so we may have to mm-hmm. open it or maybe we can for a few more days. Um, but So stay tuned for that. We'll be making that announcement if need be via um, social media and email. So you can also subscribe to our email by um, going to our website at jasminekiana.com. Okay. And are you going to have another, like, um, pop-up shop? Or we already had, you already had your launch party, but are you going to have, like, another um, pop-up shop or something like that in any of the cities so people can come and support? Yes. Yes, we will. Um, we're definitely looking forward to doing something very soon um, due to the weather and just uncertainty of yeah. the snow and the ice. Oh, we're yeah. going to have one this weekend. And New York, but we decided that we're going to do something bigger, bigger and better for New York. Um, and so we have some exciting things coming our way soon. So be on the lookout. 
<laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so all of her information will be in the show notes below for you guys to go follow Jasmine Kiana, as well as if you wanted to follow her personal Instagram at Jasmine K Davis. And then also if you wanted to um, participate in her ifunwomen.com project. So thank you so much, Jasmine, for coming on the show and just talking about something that I know like years from now, it's just going to be so much larger than what it is right now. So so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. All right, babes. See you guys in the next episode. Bye. You have been listening to CEO Chats with the Brown Girl CEO. If you like me that much, please make sure that you leave me a comment and a review and also subscribe. If you want to make sure that you stay connected, follow us on all social media platforms by clicking in the show notes below. Thanks and see you next week.